Welcome to the happy place. This is the Live Happy Now podcast. I'm your host, J.R. Houston. So glad that you are tuning in wherever you are in the world. However you may be tuning in, thank you so much for making us a part of your day and maybe even your weekly routine. We appreciate that as well. Very excited about this program as we release this episode during the holiday season. We are going to be hearing from someone who is very famous for his holiday songs on tour right now, at least through the end of 2015, uh, as a, a touring artist with his Christmas show. We'll talk with him more about that in just a moment. But first, I want to remind you about our partners, Live Happy Magazine, our parent company. They've got a new issue out right now. It's got Dolly Parton on the cover, and it's just chock full of ways to get through the holidays with happiness in your heart. You can check it out in newsstands everywhere, or our digital edition is available on the Apple Store or the Google Play Store. You can find it however you like to consume it. Also want to thank Life Reimagined, their website, lifereimagined.org slash happy. They've got all kinds of processes for you to go through, things for you to try as you attempt to reach that peak happiness. Because as you awaken to the power of happiness, so do your dreams. So what's next? Go to lifereimagined.org. Well, over the past 20 years, Grammy Award-nominated Jim Brickman has amassed a huge following as a contemporary pianist. And fans trust his music to deal with crisis or rekindle romance or even just relax. And in his latest book, Soothe, he compiles a collection of both spiritual and practical advice that mirrors the way it feels to listen to his music. And we're going to learn more about Jim's experience and advice to soothe your stress to find a more relaxed state of mind. First of all, uh, Jim, what got you into the concept of this soothe, and, and what got you interested in, in writing the book? Well, you know, most uh, most of the time, really, it came from my audience. I think when you when you listen to to what people say about why they like something that you do and you pay attention to that, it actually tells you what's going on. Uh, I think sometimes if you don't, pay attention to, um, in my case, you know, how people use my music, what, you know, what, what ways in which they, uh, consume what I do, sure. uh, then it tells you. And it would just seem like time after time it was, you know, I use your music to calm and soothe. And it was just constantly the same, um, you know, word all the time, soothe, soothe, soothe. And, you know, it really calms me. It really soothes me, you know, that kind of thing. And so it, it wasn't really that, um, that difficult. The difficult part was that, um, although I'm known for soothing other people, I was not really a very soothed person. Mm-hmm. And, um, and, and like all of us, I mean, I don't think anybody really necessarily walks around, saying, you know, like you say to your friends, oh, how are you? And nobody says, you know, I'm good. Um, every, you know, I sleep great. <laughs> the kids do whatever I ask. The, you know, it's not, it's not real. And I think um, most people say, you know, busy. Oh, I'm so busy. I'm overscheduled. I'm, you know, it just seems like that more and more. So I think that it's universal. And the fact that the music uh, represents an escape from that. You know, I had to get, get in touch with the fact that, you know, maybe I should use my own music to calm myself down. <laughs> right. Uh, I mean, I can imagine as as a touring recording artist, and I know that, that we're pressed uh, for time even today as we talk, that things can get kind of hectic and get kind of busy. So when you started on this journey, 
did people around you, whether it be your friends or family or people who work with you on the tour, did they start to notice a difference? I think that the, the truth is I don't think people necessarily turn into different people. It's not like, you know, all of a sudden I'm going to be this, you know, amazingly calm person. I, I don't, it's not so much, um, that as it is being conscious and aware of things and noticing things. For example, I used to say, if somebody asked me to do something, Oh, can you fly here and, uh, and play something for a radio station? I would just, I would just say, yes, I would just, Mm -hmm. yes, yes, yes. You know, and then I would get into the situation and I'd be exhausted. So I, I try to think past saying yes and try uh, to, to learn how to say no more often, uh, you know, when, when it's not absolutely necessary to do something and take care of myself. I think, you know, it's those things. It's like going to bed an hour earlier. It's like, uh, you know, sometimes getting up an hour earlier. Um, you know, there are all kinds of ways to just be conscious of it. And that's really the message in the book, because I, I don't think anybody reads the book and turns into a different person. Sure. Is that is that the biggest change you've made is, is trying to learn how to say no? Or, or what are some of the other things that, that you have, have done to or, or that you suggest in the book to, to help soothe and calm yourself a little bit more? Well, one of the things was that, you know, if you start to notice, uh, you know, what other people, things that you like about when you visit friends or something, for example, I have I have this friend and I write about this in the book that whenever you go over to his house, it's so peaceful. He's got like a fountain going in the background and nice music playing and, you know, candles. And, you know, without a lot of effort, he is creating the environment that he that calms him down, that when he walks into his house, he's soothed. Mm-hmm. Right. <laughs> and I think that. You know, and so, uh, you know, it's, it seems like I, I guess what I noticed was sometimes it's as, it's as easy as, uh, you know, making your space what you want it to be. I mean, think about how much time you spend, you know, asleep or in your bedroom, you know, and and so and so many of us, you know, just kind of we walk in the door, we throw all our stuff down or we we're late, we eat late, we go to we go to bed, you know, too late. And then the the environment in the bedroom is not calming. It's, it's, you know, you're, you're, you know, you're working on your computer and all that led lighting stimulating you and things like that. And so I've tried to just be conscious of, okay, start winding down, you know, turn off the computer, you know, cause I'm on it like everybody else is, but I try to turn it off at least an hour, turn down the lights, the light, the overhead light isn't, you know, blaring in my face and, you know, create the space that the way that you want to feel. And so that's one thing, getting up in the morning a little bit earlier, you know, without racing everywhere. Uh, I leave earlier for the airport that used to stress me out. I was always late, always. (laughs) And it was so tense and it was so, uh, you know, difficult. Like, it was just like, I, I just, I, I, I'm like, why am I doing this to myself? Why? <laughs> <laughs> sure. 
what what are the the biggest challenges? Because I know, like I said, you're on the tour. You've been doing tours for 18 years. What are some of the challenges of doing it with your busy lifestyle? Well, again, some of the ways that I attempt to make it easier. Uh, for one thing, it's surrounding myself with people that um, that I feel like are family. Uh, in other words, you know, don't think about, I try not to think about how much do these people cost or something, you know, sure. <laughs> I, I think more about what does it feel like to be with them? Because if I'm going to go out and be away for six weeks and touring every night, I want it to be pleasant for everybody. And so I want to create a family atmosphere. Um, I try to, you know, switch to a tour bus. So now, you know, you just walk out of the theater, you walk onto the bus and it's a really nice environment. And then you wake up and you're in the next city, things like that. Um, things like bringing my, you know, silly things, bringing my own, uh, you know, bringing my, my own pillow on the bus, you know, stuff like that. Instead of walking in and having it be just that things that, that really affect your well being, And it's, it's, it's something that I write about in the book that not everybody is the same. You know, it's not, there's no prescription because everybody is, is different. And so I think you, what happens is that you start to, um, you know, you start to uh, think, Oh, I'm going to read this book and seven days to a happy life or something like that. And it's yeah. just, everybody's different. You know, everybody has different challenges. You know, some people, um, have you know work challenges more than others? Some people are, are you know challenged by finding you know finding a job right now. Some people challenged by financial situation. Some people, you know, it, it, everything is different for everyone. So you can't really take a one size fits all approach. And that was the thing that I thought also thought was really important. You know, like my friends said to me, you should do yoga because it'll change your life. And so I did yoga, but it didn't change my life. So uh, for me, for me, but like for somebody else, that may work for my friends. It just doesn't, it didn't happen to work for me. But, um, you know, so I think that that's a lot, that has a lot to do with it too, because, you know, we feel like most books are, tend to be prescriptive because they make a promise, you know, Mm -hmm. 10 days to a, you know, the 10 day diet, the, you know, all these like magic pills or something that, that, you know, kind of read once and you put on a shelf. So I, I, I thought it was good to get a lot of different opinions because then when people read it, they might say, well, that's not me, but this is me. Oh yeah. You know, or something like that. Um, some people like chaos. I have a couple people in my office that are calm calmer in chaos than they are, you know, with a mess around them than they are when it's clean. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I, I don't I don't understand it, but, you know, everything's <laughs> different. We found this in our research and, and everything that we've we've done and the suggestions that we have for folks. It's, it's definitely not a one size fits all uh, type of situation. So that that leads me to my question is we as we've we've read through your book and, and people are going to be are going to be looking for this book. Is there really one message you can take away from it or is it a bunch of messages to look for? Well, it's it's an overall, you know, uh, how to find calm amid chaos. 
and it is very lighthearted because I also believe that that humor makes things feel a little bit more um, desirable. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and I, I feel like sometimes when you feel like you're reading a textbook, it feels like school, you know, and yeah. it's just um, really, really important that it is um, for at least for me that it is uh, yeah, that that it, it's lighthearted because that's my point of view. You know, it's, that is really a little bit more of my my sensibility than than, you know, anything else is to is to use humor to communicate. Well, the book that we've been talking about is called Soothe, How to Find Calm Amid Everyday Chaos. And I want to talk about this a little bit with you, Jim, because when I think about your music, I I remember back to I was working at a radio station in Lincoln, Nebraska in college, and one of our sister stations played your music Almost all the time, it seemed like, during the Christmas season. So I associate your Christmas music with, you know, driving around in the winter and looking at lights, and it's all this very soothing thing. And as we're talking to you, you're actually out on tour again uh, with a new album. Uh, Comfort and Joy is the name of the tour and the album. Uh, tell us a little bit about the tour. Well, we just we just started about uh, a little while ago, but it goes all the way through uh, New Year's Eve. And um, we, this is actually the 19th year of the holiday tour. Mm-hmm. So it's become really a tradition. And, um, you know, uh, Ann Cochran's with me, Tracy Silverman's with me. And so because of that, uh, it's, you know, there are so many of my fans, uh, both, you know, old and new, that, uh, that really have come to know them and, and you know, have become really uh, – the family with all of us in a sense, you know, so it's really a gathering. It's a, it's a celebration and, and many people bring multi-generations because uh, it really is very family friendly and, um, and a lot of variety, a lot of humor, and of course, a lot of emotional moments. That, that's kind of what I would picture a concert of yours being like, almost like you throw on the sweater, uh, you get the cup of cocoa, and you gather around and, and listen to some good music. Is, is that the type of soothing experience that you, that you try to uh, build into your uh, holiday tours or any other tours that you might go on? It is, but, uh, you know, a little of that goes a long way, and so it can't be all that, or sure. I think, you know, it might be, you know, it might tend to be a little bit, doll. Right. <laughs> uh, I mean, I think it's just my, my personal feeling that, that if I were to go to that, I think it would be, you know, when you go to a live experience, variety is, is very important to have energy moments, to have emotional ones, to have lighthearted moments and, um, and the gamut, because any good theatrical piece has, has an arc, just like a movie or a book. And, and it has to have those in order to be uh, appealing in an overall way so that when you leave, you feel a little bit more like, uh, you know, that you are uh, in many ways um, satisfied Hmm. all the way around. Absolutely. Well, folks uh, can uh, obviously not everybody's going to be able to get to all of your shows, but you do have an album. uh, Comfort and Joy is the name of that. How can folks get a hold of the Comfort and Joy album? Well, all the info and, and the book, uh, the audio book, the Comfort and Joy album uh, are on JimGriffin.com. And if you happen to be shopping at Walmart or you are uh, tooling around looking for great uh, deals and uh, Christmas shopping at Walmart, then uh, 
it is there exclusively as well. Excellent. Well, we know you're very busy. You're out on the road. We don't want to hold on to you for too long, but we certainly appreciate you taking the time to talk with us both about the book and the holiday tour and the album. And uh, we look forward to uh, listening, attending, and reading all three. And uh, hopefully we'll get a chance to talk to you again sometime down the road. Thank you so much. Great to catch up with Jim Brickman. And what would the holiday season be without a free gift? We are going to give you a free holiday song from Jim and a sketch note of this episode at livehappynow.com. And while you're online getting that song and sketch note, hey, let us know what you thought about Live Happy Now in this particular episode or maybe an episode you'd like to see in the future. You can let us know on Twitter at livehappy, facebook.com slash livehappy, on Instagram by searching my live happy or just send us an email, podcast at livehappy.com. We look forward to hearing from you. For Jim Brickman, I'm J.R. Houston saying so long. Have a great holiday season, and remember to always live happy.